Hey guys, welcome back to The Real, What's the Deal, and How You Feel with your host, Precious LaDonna, a true crime podcast. I want you to think back to your childhood, a first memory perhaps, and think about the people that were there with you. Whether it was a parent, an aunt, your sibling. And think about how you felt with that person. Did you feel secure? Did you feel loved? Did you trust that person? Is that all you know? When you're a child, you trust the person that is raising you. A parent a guardian, your aunt, perhaps, a grandma. You love them and you expect them to love and cherish you back. Now, what happens if that's not the case and the person that is supposed to love you puts you in a situation that will not only hurt you, but you'll never be heard or seen from again. Where is Relisha Rudd? Relisha Rudd was born on October 29th, 2005. She was the second child of Shamika Young. Shamika was a single mom raising four kids And by 2008, they lived in an apartment in Congress Heights, located in Southeast DC. Shamika's mom began dating around that time and she met Antonio Willer. Now, after five months of dating, Antonio moved in to the family's home. So I always like to include historical details of the story that I'm telling. And I feel like a lot of times we hear the story, but we don't get the back end details of the story. So I think it's very important to get those details because it allows you to set the scene of what's going on and how things came to be in the present time. And looking at Relisha's family history, You know, a lot of it is explained with the trauma and abuse. And we tend to think of generational wealth and the passing on of goods or the passing on of inheritance, money, property. But what if you are passed on trauma and abuse and instability? And this is the history of Relisha Rudd's family. Um, Relisha's grandmother, Melissa Young, she did an interview where she said she had a tumultuous relationship with her mom. Her and her mom would fight. There would be issues with her mom. And she was left to fend on her own. She was left to cook, clean, go to school, get herself ready. And so when it came time to her own family, 
she passed on a lot of that hurt and that pain and that abuse, not so much abuse, but she allowed abuse to come into her home. And that abuse was in the form of men and physical abuse, emotional abuse that her children witnessed. And now at this point, this is the third generation where you have Relicia's mom and her aunt. So you have Shamika and Ashley Young witnessing this abuse and this turmoil and this instability and this homelessness. And because of all this, they were placed in foster care. And we know foster care in America is a horrible place to be for a child. And Shamika was placed in her foster care and she had behavioral issues and she was placed in a mental health facility Her sister, Ashley Young, she just was in the foster care system until she aged out where she just got left to the streets and ended up at uh, DC General uh, Shelter. And this is the generational turmoil that was passed down to them. And I wanted to highlight that for you. Antonio Willer also came from an unstable home. He was the oldest of nine children and was also placed in foster care. So I can see why him and Shamika may have related to each other and really created a bond because of those similarities with their childhood and growing up in foster care. You would think that a person that has been through trauma and abuse, when they have kids, they would love on their kids a little bit harder. And for some people, that is the case. For other people, abuse and trauma is all they know. They don't know any better. They take on these traits and pass it on to the next generation. By the summer of 2013, Shamika experienced a lot of hardships. She already was charged with a child neglect case. And by this summer, she could no longer afford her rent. Her, Antonio, and the kids were evicted from their home. In the meantime, Shamika decided to reach out to her sister for help. Ashley Young allowed them to move into her house, but she had to inform them that they couldn't stay long because she was in a housing subsidy program. So legally, they could not stay there. So because of this, Shamika and Antonio moved their kids to DC General Shelter. This shelter, which was previously a hospital, that was shut down in 2001 had a bad reputation and converted to a shelter. This was by far the largest shelter in Washington, D.C., housing 1,000 people and up to 250 families. This shelter was in no means in good condition. Um, It was reported that 
The shelter was infested with bed bugs. Spoiled food was all over the shelter's floors and walls. And there was drug activity and reported sexual assaults. It was at this time that Shamika, Antonio, and their family was introduced to Khalil Tatum. That was a 51-year-old janitor at the shelter who was known to patronize families, which was against the company's policy, and families with specifically little girls. Okay? Now, Ashley Young, who is Relisha's aunt, noted after the move to the shelter, she noticed a change in her sister, and she she kind of chalked it up to be her being upset with her for not allowing their family to stay at her home. So she would start to get the, you know, attempted to get the four kids on a weekly basis. Um, but she noticed that it was really hard to, to get Relisha. So she would get the three boys. But when asking where's Relisha, her mom would say, oh, her godfather has her. Now, Ashley knew who the godfather was, and she wasn't with the godfather at these times that the mom said that she was with him. So she's like, mm, okay, but do I need to make an appointment to see my niece? Like, what's going on? And, you know, they were close. So this is concerning to her. Now, one day, she receives a phone call, and this man on the other line is like, uh, yeah, I'm going to drop off Felicia, uh, to your house. And she like, and she's like, who is this? And how did you get my number? And where do you know, how do you know where I live? So this guy explains that he's Khalil Tatum. And this is her first encounter with Khalil. So it's kind of questionable. Who is this? And why all of a sudden is he known as her godfather? A little back history on Mr. Khalil Tatum. Um, Again, he was a 51-year-old janitor at the shelter. He had a felony record and he was convicted of several charges such as burglary, larceny and breaking and entering he was in prison from 1993 to 2003 and again from 2004 to 2011 and as a party part of i guess a re-entry into society type of program he was hired as a shelter janitor at the dc general shelter and reportedly other homeless shelters in the surrounding area and again he was known to patronize and fraternize with the shelter residents, which was against the policy. Khalil took a special interest in Relisha and he even went as far as buying her gifts like a tablet computer and taking her to see Disney on ice. And, you know, 
for Relisha's mom, she thought that this was great. She thought that this was somebody that would take her daughter away from the hell of a shelter that they were in and introduce her to things that she possibly couldn't afford herself. Eventually, Shamika Young allowed Khalil Tatum to start keeping her daughter for overnights. And these overnights reportedly turned from days to weeks on end. Relisha was a second grader at Payne Elementary School. Payne Elementary is a DC public school located in Southeast Washington, DC. Payne Elementary was not that far from where her grandmother, Melissa Young lived. So Melissa Young, Ashley Young, Shamika Young, and Antonio Willer were the adults in Relisha's life. Fast forward to February, 2014. Uh, the school is starting to notice that Relisha is missing more and more, day more days. And she gets to the point where she has 10 unexcused absences. And when they reach out to Relisha's mom, um, they let her know, like, at this point, we are obligated to tell social services that your child is missing X amount of days. And these are unexcused days. So it's almost like, you know, you're keeping your child out of school just because. So, um, she tells them, no, you know, no need to do that. Relisha's, you know, she's sick. And I, I had the documentation to prove that she's sick and I, I will provide that to you. Now, this documentation that she provides is from a Dr. Tatum. And this doctor goes in to describe these illnesses that Relisha is experiencing and why she's not in school. On March 1st, 2014, Relisha is with her aunt Ashley and they are having a great day together. And Ashley goes on to describe that Relisha is looking pretty. She has her hair done and they're watching videos that her and her mom recorded together. And it's just a great day. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's nothing um, strange about the day, but she never would imagine this would be the last day that she would see her niece ever again. At the school, there is growing concern about all the days that Relisha is missing at school. By March 19th, she has missed a total of three weeks of school. And at this point, it seems like she's just not attending school at all. School officials have continuously reached out to Shamika Young and this supposed Dr. Tatum to get answers and sort out why Relisha is not at school. By March 19th, it, it grew to the point where this social worker was like, you know what, I've had enough. We attempted to meet you at school. We set up a meeting for the doctor to come in and he failed to show. So she took it upon herself to go to the D.C. General Shelter where she requested to meet with this Dr. Tatum, where she was met with confusion. We don't have a Dr. Tatum. We don't know what you're talking about. And... The social worker is like, okay, well, do you have a Tatum here at all? And that's when the social worker learned 
that this Dr. Tatum was actually Khalil Tatum, a janitor at the D.C. General Shelter. An official Amber Alert was issued for Relisha Rudd on March 20th, 2014. And because authorities knew about Relisha's disappearance the day before, they contacted her family, Melissa Young, grandma, and Ashley Young, her aunt. And Ashley informed reporters that with their guns drawn, police came to her home and demanded to know where Relisha was. And at that time, that's when Ashley learned that her niece was missing in the first place. And when informed about the details of her disappearance, she learned that this Khalil Tatum was a janitor at the DC shelter. Now, grandma was confronted with the same information, but grandma insisted that Relisha wasn't missing and she planned to pick Relisha up that day. Now, the twist of that is that Grandma had custody of the other three boys that day and why she didn't have Relisha and wasn't concerning, I don't know. But she informed authorities like, no, I I, I plan to pick her up. And authorities informed her, no, she's been missing for for quite some time. Um, So in in a strange twist, Melissa knew about Khalil Khalil Tatum and knew uh, that he worked at the shelter and she told authorities that she thought that her daughter was doing a good thing by allowing Relisha to go with this Khalil and to get away from that hell of a shelter. And she thought that her daughter, Shamika, was a good mother and she just didn't want her her daughter to be around that shelter. During the investigation, It was noted that this D.C. general shelter was basically condemned. This shelter was mold infested, bed bug infested, molded food, rotten food all over the place. The workers at the shelter just did whatever the hell they wanted to do. They were responsible for checking the rooms on a daily basis at night to verify all of the assigned residents for each room were in their rooms. It was understood that they just knocked on the door sometimes and took your word for it that the people were in the room. Um, And it was just horrible conditions for an adult, let alone a child. And this shelter failed this one child. You know, and this is the only thing that we know about with the incident related to a child. Um, But they felt this child, this janitor that was hired to work at the shelter. No one took notice that uh, of his interest in this child. No one took notice of him, his comings and goings. Um, But it all also was reported that um, Shamika informed her mother that this is the reason why Khalil spent time with Relisha off-site. So the Disney on Ices and the spending the night at his home and doing activities outside of the shelter because he was not allowed to fraternize with the families. During a press release, the Metropolitan Police Department stated that Relisha might have been traveling with Tatum in a white 
1976 GMC truck. It was reported by Friday, March 21st, 2014, the truck had been found in Hyattsville, Maryland without a sign of Relisha or Khalil Tatum. As the case moves forward, it is clear that Relisha is in danger, like serious danger. No one has seen her in possibly a month. Her mom is not giving direct answers. Her family didn't even know she was missing. And I don't know what's going on with Antonio Willer at this point because there's lack of articles about his reaction or where his where he was, his whereabouts. Um, and so the FBI joins the case and they announced a $25,000 reward for any information leading to the location and return of Relisha Rudd. So as the investigation continues, um, the reporters announced that the last confirmed sighting of Relisha was on March 1st at a district hotel or motel, I should say. And on March 25th, 2014, the FBI released surveillance footage of Relisha and Tatum on February 26th at a different hotel in Northeast Washington, D.C. And this is where you can see um, Relisha wearing a pair of pink boots, a purple Helly Hansen brand jacket with white stripes. And this, and this video is available online. And you can clearly see Tatum and Relisha coming out of the room where they uh, make a right turn initially. And I'm guessing because Tatum noticed that there was no exit door, they make a U-turn and they walk towards the camera. Um, and if you look at this, uh, this video, Tatum is wearing what appears to be a work badge around his neck. And uh, Relisha is carrying some bags, which, which looks like, you know, maybe some convenient bags. And they look like your typical father and daughter or grandfather and and granddaughter. And it would not raise any alarms if you were to see them two um, out together. And a shocking twist of events. On the same day as Relisha's Amber Alert on March 20th, Khalil Tatum's wife of 24 years was found shot to death in a Red Roof Inn motel in Prince George's County, Maryland. News 4 reported that police said Tatum bought contractor-sized trash bags and spent considerable time in Kenilworth Park and Aquatics Garden in Northeast Washington, D.C., right near the Maryland borderline on March 2, 2014, the day after the last sighting of Relisha Rudd. Tatum was added to the FBI's wanted list and arrest warrant and an arrest warrant for Tatum was issued in PG County, Maryland for his wife's murder. Because of the sightings of Khalil at Kenilworth Park, investigators focused their planning grid searches on foot, plus dispatching dive teams in the small bodies of water throughout the park. Unfortunately, those searches turned up nothing. The search for Relisha continued over the next few weeks, and they continued to search 
the Kenilworth Park area. And on March 31st, 2014, around 12.30 p.m., the Metropolitan Police Department located an adult male who appeared to have sustained an apparent gunshot wound and didn't show any signs of life. The body was identified as Khalil Tatum. And um, they they were adamant that Relisha had to have been in that area. So, you know, they wanted to continue the search for her. So um, they continued the search for the next few hours. And Relisha, Relisha wasn't found. And to this day, she still hasn't been found. As this case takes another bizarre turn, of course, all the attention was on Shamika Young, who was Relisha's mom, who was the person that was responsible for taking care of her and ensuring her safety. In October 2019, Relisha's mother, Shamika Young, her stepfather, Antonio Wheeler, and grandma, Melissa Young, appeared on the Steve Wilco show. What a joke. Um, but Shamika refused to take a polygraph test. Um, Antonio and Melissa asked if they participated in any, any way of Relisha's disappearance. Both answered no, and the polygraph results re- confirmed that they were telling the truth. Shamika, while on the show, stated to Steve Wilkos that Tatum had been shot twice. And she implicated Tatum's brother-in-law and said that he possibly could have been involved with killing Tatum because Tatum had been shot twice. Lyles was questioned and ruled out as a person of of interest by the Metropolitan Police Department. But why did Shamika refuse that polygraph test? In September of 2014, District officials took an in-depth look at how Relisha's case could have been initially handled. So since then, the case has brought about more than two dozen policy changes, but concluded that none of the reforms would have prevented her disappearance, which is sad. The D.C. General Shelter has since been closed. And on March 3rd, 2015, about a year after Relisha's disappearance, the D.C. Mayor, Muriel Bowser, held a press conference to provide an update on the investigation. And Mayor Bowser stated that administration is reevaluating ways to strengthen public safety and our procedures and programming so that we respond efficiently and effectively to parents especially children who are at risk. Wow. Any cases that involve children, it's just heartbreaking. Just as I covered the Freeway Phantom case that involved children, it's it's just... It's just, it takes you on an emotional roller coaster. And this baby girl was failed by 
her family, the school system, the shelter, just all the adults in her life. And we're human, but I would never understand giving my my daughter up to another man that was in no relation to me, someone I just met at a shady-ass shelter. Um, This stepfather was sorry. I have looked through so many different articles. I have reviewed so many different interviews. And his name is little to nowhere to be found. How do you come into a family and take the role of stepdad and man of the family and you allow another man to groom your daughter your your daughter cuz i don't believe in all that stepdaughter whatever like once you join a family and you want to be the man of that family that is your children that is that those are your responsibilities now the three little boys continue to go to school The three little boys was with grandma and grandma, your daughter tells you, oh, um, you know, well, this, this guy, he take, he's taking an interest in, in Relisha and you're okay with that. I know the aunt tried, you know, and it, it, it can, a few weeks can go by and everyone has their own lives. So I can, I can understand why the aunt You know, she may have been displaced and not really know what's going on. But this behavior and this mysterious Khalil Tatum has been going on for quite a while. And no alarm bells went off with any of the adult family members. This is. This is just insane. And I know I touched briefly on Khalil Tatum's wife. And I think it's been overshadowed by her death. It's been overshadowed by Relisha. But she was murdered as well. Khalil Tatum was a horrible person. And I know we had these re-entry to society programs Because people do deserve second chances. But this guy has been given a third chance and chances after that and chances after that. You know, his wife was with him for 24 years. So she was with him throughout those stints of jail time. She didn't pick up on any any of this behavior of his. I'm sure she, she did. But, you know, when you love someone, you tend to overlook those red flags. Now, I want to get into some theories. And these theories, you know, they blow my mind. And it is theorized that Khalil's wife, Andrea, she figured out what was going on. She figured out that Khalil possibly could have been molesting this young girl. Like, cause all these times that, I mean, these are the, the cap, the hotel surveillance. Those are just two times that they have captured 
Khalil and Relisha coming out of a motel hotel room. And, and, and first, like, why are you taking a little girl to a hotel room? And we're going to back it up even further than that. Why are you allowing your child to spend time with this man and then starting to have overnights with this man that went on for days and weeks at a time? Mom had to know something was up with this man. You, It's a fact she knew. Something was going on. And let's theorize that mom sold her daughter to this man. That could have been for money. That could have been for drugs. That could have been for something that was of value to her and Antonio because Antonio ain't blind and he ain't deaf. And if your stepdaughter is gone for days at a time, there's a problem. That should be all the goddamn red flags that you need, okay? And it it like the excuse that you wanted to get her away from the hell of a shelter. It's no better place to be with, with under mom in my arms, within my sight, within my touch, within my grasp, within my view. I'm not sending you off with no man that I I rarely, I barely know. Did mom do a background check on him? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure she didn't. You know, so it, this right here, the, the, just all the failed systematic things that were put in place. It just, it's just very, very unfortunate that Relisha was placed into a predator's um, arm. She was placed into a predator's arm. She was given away. And I think as everything was closing in on Khalil Tatum, he snapped. This was the end. And he probably, you know, said to himself, I'm not going to jail anymore. And I'm taking everyone with me. My secrets are going to my grave. There's another theory that Relisha could possibly have been sex trafficked. Sex trafficked to other men. Or she could have been sold into a sex ring. Now, the Metropolitan Police Department has, based on their investigation, denied this theory. They debunked this theory. They they don't think that was... Um, the ending result of um, Relisha's fate. And, you know, I'm thinking with them tracking Khalil to the Kenilworth Recreation Park, you know, they think maybe that her body is somewhere in that area. So I'm guessing that's why they, you know, totally ruled out that possibility of her being sex trafficked. But, um, it's just sad. Like we don't have any definite resolution because if she was murdered, we have not found her body. Khalil Tatum is dead. If his wife knew anything, she's dead. And honestly, I don't think that her mother 
intentionally wanted her daughter to be like murdered or killed or and I don't even think she knows what her daughter's fate actually was but she definitely put her daughter in harm's way which led to her fate and we don't know what that is One year after Relicia's disappearance, Shamika Young and Antonio Willer finally got a place of their own to live. And they expressed their regret of trusting Khalil with their daughter. They said they still think of her and sit up late at night talking about her and, and thinking about the memories of her because they you know, just can't sleep at times and it's just best to think about the good times. And Antonio expressed that he failed his daughter, being the man of the house. With the circumstances around surrounding Relicia's case, Shamika's three young, young sons were taken from her custody. Her three sons were placed in foster care. So this is the third generation where the children and the family are placed in foster care. In 2022, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children released an age-progressed photo of Relisha Rudd of what she would look like at the age of 16. You can find this photo online. The FBI is still offering a reward of up to $25,000 for any information leading to the location and return of then-missing eight-year-old Relisha Rudd. Weeks prior to Rudd being reported missing, she was known to wear a purple Henley Hansen brand winter coat and pink boots. If you have any tips concerning this investigation, please contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI. In conclusion, I think we all know who was responsible for Relisha's disappearance. And I I hate to say it, but possible murder or sex trafficking, we just don't know. And it's just sad. Um, again, all the systems that were put in place to protect Relisha failed her. Her family failed her. School officials failed her. And when they tried to figure out what was going on, it was just entirely too late. These adults in this shelter failed her. Social workers failed her. The list goes on and on and on. And the search continues for Relisha. And we hope that we can someday get the answers to this case we can find her someone will come forward with some information that they may have thought was insignificant but could possibly play a major role in locating where Relisha is I want to know how you feel please leave any comments reviews any questions you have and I'm hoping that we can find Relisha. 
thank you again for joining the real what's the deal and how you feel podcast hosted by me precious LaDonna a true crime podcast and I hope to see you next time